Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkey. This show's not just about food, but about eating it up. Eating brings me as much joy as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict and shame and all sorts of other things that are not joy. It's complicated and, I think, fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up. Or, if you will, Hoovering. Hello. I have the honour of being joined in this episode by the absolute golden brains that is Ashling B. As a comedian, she's Edinburgh Award nominated, she's captained 8 out of 10 cats and as an actor, she knocks it out of the park in proper grown-up dramas like The Fall and Hard Sun. In our conversation here, I learnt one of the coolest and funnest kitchen hacks ever. So thanks, darling. Here's um, some bread triangles. Thank you very much. Ah. Like that. <laughs> so, what we do is start by sharing some food. May yes. I? I've washed hands. Can I yes, sprinkle yes, coriander here? Yes. So, this is so exciting. So, what have you made, Ashley? So, hello, Jess, and thank you for having me on your podcast. Oh, thank you for doing it. it was thank a very you for having nice me on your beautiful home. <laughs> Thank you. So I have made, and this is from Faye Ripley, who's a good pal of mine. Mm. Faye Ripley is the actress from Cold Feet, etc. Yes, I know. And she's also a celebrity chef. And she's made her own cookbooks and stuff. So this is from, this is soda bread from Mm. Faye's, Faye Makes It Easy cookbook. And it's um, horseradish soda bread. So there's actually horseradish inside in it. Now, I, oh, Jess just said. I just squirted lime all over myself. Um, Yeah. 
So, um, horseradish oh. soda bread. Oh, that sounds nice. amazing. Which is wasabi, right? Basically wasabi, yeah. And it just gives it an extra hint. But actually, I used the Bayona horseradish this mm. time. And I think the more standard Coleman's one yeah. might do a flavour better. I don't know why. Okay. Um, maybe it's more intense or something like that. that but also, amazing. I'm pretty sure my weighing scales is wrong. So this is not the fluffiest, and you'll see from the picture if you uh, Google the podcast, <laughs> that this is not the fluffiest soda bread you've ever had in your life. It is It cooked. smells incredible, though. But I think the dry ingredients, well, I didn't have enough dry ingredients because my weighing scales is old. Mm. But it ain't bad. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my God, the soup is ridiculous. So let's t- talk me through what's in this, Jess, please. So the soup is like a hot and sour um, mm. Red lentil soup. Mm-hmm. It's an Ottolenghi recipe. Yes. Google it. Here. I have the I'll book. put a link. Yeah, this. I don't know if it's in a book yet because it was mm-hmm. in a very recent Guardian ah. article. The Guardian. But I'll put a link. Just to a pair it on of lefties podcast. having some vegan soup. Don't worry about it. Mm. So it's lots of fresh ginger, mm-hmm. a little bit of garlic. I feel like it's doing me lots good. Of coriander. It, it like feels it's like it's into warding mine. off colds, yeah. doesn't it? The corners of my soul. Yeah. And it's um, tomato and coconut, which I think where you get the like tangy and the. Can Rudy, your the... baby, handle spice or anything yet? Yeah, he can actually. Can he? I think I ate. I'm a real spice donkey. Like I love it. This is now. This is perfect. This would be my limit. Right. So this I really is just perfect. Bit for much. Me. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 not much. much. For Mikey, actually, my partner hates spice more than my baby. Because I think because I ate so much spicy food when I was pregnant, mm. I knock a feeding him. Yeah, but also mm. it's, it's getting used to it. Again, yeah. I didn't have my first curry until I was, I think, 19. Well, this and is I had it a as well. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. Mikey was, like, was exactly the same. Mikey never had Chinese food, Indian food, anything spicy, mm-hmm. really. So he, um, so yeah, he's really spicy first. But he's got, he even now, like it's growing, it's tolerant. This is just, just delicious, Jess. Um, do you have like a signature dish or is it bread? Hmm, no, it's definitely not bread. I think, as you can see from the flat bread. Mm-hmm. It's um, so yummy, though. It is nice, but it's it's just, I would love to work out how to make it fluffy. Signature dishes, I do I do great salads with whatever's mm-hmm. around. I'm very good at putting together a salad. Um, Brilliant. Gratin dauphinois, I'm quite good at. Mm. A gratin. It's that, so that's like thinly sliced buds in a creamy mm-hmm. sauce. Yeah, so mm. layer of thinly sliced buds, layer of garlic salt, Ooh. layer of grated cheese, then... Kind of cream and cheese. I would be interested in seeing some kind of vegan version of it. I wonder what you I really doing. do like the Viola cheese slices. This is not a vegan version of it, but I once made, and I don't know where mm-hmm. I got the recipe from, like a dauphinoise like that, but with mm-hmm. some smoked salmon in with it too. Ooh! Oh, so good. oh, Jess, you're a woman after my own heart. Mm. It is... To love cooking and to love food, I think, is an extra... Like, I... It's a way, It's definitely a way I love. Mm-hmm. I love cooking for people. Mm. Um, feeding people yeah feeding people and I do love food but I think a big, big part of it is uh, maybe not having to like at work whenever I if I tell a story or something I'm like oh might that make stand up or even if I'm doing exercise mm. really I'm probably only doing exercise because I have to care about how I look as an actor and right. there's something about cooking that while it is very caring for yourself and for others that maybe the fact that I'm not trying to be professionally brilliant at it relaxes me. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. Oh, and actually, I think 
I think actually that might ruin it if you ever had to do it on a pro level. Yes. I do often think if I had to do something else, if I decide to do something else ever, that I would do cooking for people, but I think it would ruin it. Um, yeah. So you said... It's like you love, you, like a big part of comedy, for those of you yeah. listening, um, you turn what you love doing, which is make people laugh, into a business. Yeah. And it can sometimes become a bit sadder as a result. That yeah. You're with a friend and you think of something funny, you're like, oh, must write that down. Yeah. And you you don't really switch off from that. They so laugh. Like, like you just yeah. Laugh. yeah. Oh my God. Funny. Or you just have, let it go. Yeah. That was just, that joke was just for you guys in the pub. But now you're like, I might make money out of that joke. <laughs> yeah. So there's something about food that might be nice. Just keep it for yourself. Exactly. But you said there, like, you have to eat healthily to look a certain way as an actor, mm-hmm. not as a comedian, just as an actor. Yeah. I don't think comedy's like, oh, you should look shiny. But I was always, I was always very conscious like when I was maybe 16 or 17, I definitely fell into the like, um, worrying about food, mm-hmm. dieting. And I was, I've always been skinny. Right. But I was petrified that I wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And so I had a really mixed relationship at school, even going through drama school, like a real kind of like binge or starve sort of attitude. I don't know anyone who hasn't had yeah, a patch in their life where they didn't have an ideal relationship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the big and change for me... say 15, 16... I'd say 15, 16, then maybe when I was at drama school as well, mm-hmm. which was like kind of 21, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And then I decided to make food my cure, not my enemy. And if you make food your cure and see how it can look after you and care for you, mm. rather than be the thing you go to like binge drinking, yeah, yeah. it, it changes your life. Because if, um, if you're an alcoholic... Yeah. You can avoid alcohol. If you yeah. have issues with food, you still have to eat every day. Yeah. So you have to eat your enemy exactly. every single yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so you really have to turn it into your nurturer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's a different thing to your reward. Mm, yeah, it? yeah. Massive difference. I don't really see food as a reward anymore. You yeah. know, um, that's sort of like, oh, if I'm good, I get to eat a Kit Kat or whatever. But that actually always then if you eat the kick out anyways and you haven't done the thing, then you're a failure and you're binging. Yeah. And that attitude, that rather than constantly trying to eat healthily and also... I've, I'm having therapy about it now. Wow. I mean, it's a bit <laughs> right now, like, I thought, I can't start a podcast about this. No, I'm not investigating. got any issues. Mm. Um, and Great it's bro. absolutely fascinating. And I'm also really watching myself with a two-year-old who eats everything. Yeah. How ingrained it is in me to be like, well done. Good boy. I think I read something early on enough to know not to ever bollock him for not eating or for rejecting something. Um, But I can't stop other people doing that. Yeah. My partner included, you know, he wants him to finish everything in the plate. You're like, well, then why does he be throwing it in the bin if he's full? Please stop. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also, I don't want him to grow up with as much to untangle as I have. Yes. Because I've... But I can't... So so it's not, in, it's not part of my base psyche to be like, you must eat all up. I don't have that. But I mm-hmm. can't... Physically can't stop myself praising him when he eats well. But <laughs> yeah, but then that is actually good because they also are... Mm. You're still parenting. And also the fact that you're caring about that yeah. the awareness will probably do the job mm. sometimes just being aware that oh this could cause a problem if we do this you're keeping an eye on it from a young fingers state. crossed I think what will probably happen Ashley mm-hmm. is that I'll bring up a fabulous eater who finds it very easy to stay healthy and yeah. have a great relationship with food but murders dogs yeah that's the only thing he does come yeah. across as a bit of an animal murderer <laughs> <laughs> and he'll eat them afterwards he'll be like wait not one not <laughs> where did I go but he'll share them nicely mm-hmm. yeah so that for me has been a massive um, 
That's probably cool. one of the defining make things of my life. Pure, is, I think, is yeah. a huge thing. And also to make sure, especially when I became kind of mostly veggie, mm-hmm. to really make sure, like a lot of why we're hungry is because there's not enough goodness in our food. Yeah. So I could eat seventeen donuts. But there's no vitamins in donuts, so your body's going, you haven't fed me anything yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's nothing in it looking after you. Yeah. And that's why you can eat a big slice of wholemeal bread or something like that with some... That's one thing where fish is so good as well, I Mm. think, because your body says thank you very much for certain types of protein. protein. Yeah. Mm. But lentils are the only vegan thing that are... Exactly. That's exactly the same type of... Make you feel very full and slow release. Mm -hmm. And so... meat protein. I do feel sorry my friend is a veggie and she struggles with her weight because she well she doesn't as much anymore mm-hmm. but she doesn't like cooking mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. a lot of like veggie options are crisps and yellow foods if yeah. you're on the go because it's hard to just go I'll just eat a bag of carrots yeah you know there's um, and it's getting better now especially in somewhere like London but um, yeah just that being able to cook and just seeing it as your cure rather than your binge or reward or yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the thing you use to destruct yourself with I've got a long old way to go <laughs> but also mm. the thing well things like so when I started going veganish I was like well that's enough rules so within the mm. boundaries of those rules I was like I can have whatever I want but I think I ended up having fact... loads of extra processed stuff because I'll be mm. like well because but also kind people were kindly coming to me saying these tiffins have, are vegan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you tried yeah, that millionaire yeah. shortbread from Waitrose? It's vegan. So yeah. You're like, I'm gonna get on that. And yeah. it was awesome. You know, no regrets. Yeah, well, you, nothing you can't undo. But then but also, I stacked it on for the first nine months. I stacked it on because I was having loads of extra carbs, not enough protein. Mm. And again, it's like a complete re-education within a new rule set. Yeah, of how to but be kind to yourself. Are you looking for rules because you're like that will force me not to take responsibility for me? So I think that's what happens in that you're, you don't trust yourself yeah. to go and make like look after yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing of going, it doesn't matter what the rules are, I'm yeah. going to be kind to myself with this. So, but, but you don't trust yourself to do that. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? That you're like, oh, yeah, I can have, I can, I, I'll do all this because I'm a vegan and that rule will stop me from having like a big burger. Yeah. Will stop me. It will stop me. You know, the yeah, language yeah, yeah. of that even going. Oh, all my language is all wrong, but mm. I'm aware of it now. But it's going to, I mean, wrong. it's a long Just, process. It's, it's a and... process. It's, yeah, exactly like you were saying, like an alcoholic. I have the, the same voice in my head that says, you've like, that was... That was that post that relief post adrenaline mm. or anxiety or all the negative yeah. ones. But also, I had a really funny thing with my therapist, which she didn't find as funny as me. Where oh, she, she, so that's why she's not doing a stand up. Yeah, she's part of the therapist to write down everything you eat for quite a long time mm-hmm. um, and take pictures of it and stuff. And um, so that's been quite traumatic to start mm. with, etc. I just find there's so much shame in it. Um, in anything even yeah. if you're eating well and I just don't uh, anger blah blah but anyway it, one of the exercises more recently when well, it's been far less traumatic and just annoying mm-hmm. is to um, list all the times because that's the point of writing it all down is that you mm-hmm. can track how you feel yeah. and that what feelings or states that you're in that your body says eat something even though you know you're not hungry probably Yeah, and this isn't a diet in the sense that you must eat when you're hungry. And you're mm. supposed to eat a little bit all the yeah. time. So every few hours. And you're supposed to go more than three hours. Yeah. You that, a few nuts or something. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a massive education. But anyway, she was like, okay, are you ready to read me your list of um, times where sometimes you hear a voice saying, would you like something to eat? Eat something. When you're probably not hungry, it's something yeah. else. And I was like, sure. And then the list was just enormous. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I was like, can I stop doing this now? Because it was like, when I feel success, when I feel relief. Yeah. 
when I feel like sad, angry, anxious. Um, whatever. And I was just like, oh God, this, this, there's no situation where I might not hear the voice. Uh, basically, it's my uh, booze, it's my yeah. weed, it's my heroin, yeah. it's my food. And so I just have to have But also you can't avoid it like booze and weed and heroin. No, exactly. You have and to when I, and I do things. hear the voice actually for booze as well. Yeah. I hear the voice for booze when I'm alone. But with that, I'm able, for various reasons, to go around. Yeah, like I'm the same with, with with drink as well. Sometimes mm. I'm like, oh, you, you went too far there. But yeah. I I I don't feel addicted. I feel, and I love mm. I love drink and I love, yeah. You know, I, I I enjoy drinking and I enjoy the social aspect. I of think it. of you as a bastion of moderation in terms of like the normal things for it. Healthy food, yes. The mm. drinking sometimes. Especially like when you're gigging a load. In I've a never seen you shit faced, and we have been you out not? Together. Yeah. Oh my god. Because I Maybe I was spend too all New Year's Day vomiting. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Um. I think it's more. Do you know what it is? It's more for me when you get really drunk and have it. You're a bit sick. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, that was too much. But in general, I remember like in in it was actually September October. I was traveling between here and America. I just gone through a breakup, oh. and I was gigging most nights of the week. Oh. And I, it's really hard when you're gigging not have a pint or two. Yeah. And then if that's every night yeah. for kind of two months, you're like, God, I kind of am drinking more nights than not. So it's not even the amount per night. It's over the course of like you're not doing anything about beers. Yeah. And even going on stage without the feeling of a beer. It yeah, just relaxes yeah. you. Quick, very quick to yeah. get to a method of it. I had a friend, I won't say her name, but who would always have a pint before a gig. Yeah. And then did an Edinburgh show um, that was at midday. <sighs> Gee, that's a long month. in my tongue. Ashley, is there any food that makes you angry? Is there any food that makes me angry? It's not necessarily a food, but I'm very angry about excess packaging. So I am a bit of an environmentalist when and where I can. Oh, Classic okay. white woman living in London. I'm writing that down. Um, oh, are we doing the podcast now? Is we this is it. This is it. This, this is the podcast. It. I mean, it sounds... We're <laughs> thinking, God, this is a normal um, chat. How <laughs> indulgent it would be to make a podcast of this sort of conversation. That's exactly no, what it is. No, like. good. I'm, I'm glad because I'm about to go deep. Um, I... There's so much plastic in the world, yeah. and there's this sort of like wrapped for extra. Um, mm. um, I was going to say pleasure, but that's a condom. But yeah. um, with biscuits and stuff like that, like you, like you take biscuits on the run with you, and you need we need to be molly coddled with extra packaging, or like they last that long, like mm. we're going to have a war. Nothing needs to be packaged or goes off that quickly. That needs yeah. that much packaging on it. Tea bags within a box having extra packaging on them within too. them inside within the box them. and also bleaching tea bags they bleach tea bags a lot of places which means that um a that's really bad for you because then you boil the bleach on the tea bag but b what a what a waste of you well putting bleach into the world yeah for just bl- to make tea bags look whiter god i i um, get angry about that very same thing in don't need extra packaging but also why does it have to be plastic now we know how yeah horrific plastic why not more bits of paper but the amount of like bit upon bit upon bit of plastic and and Mm. packaging and stuff and also no one's too busy to need those individually wrapped bits and balls yes you know I understand sometimes for freshness like say packaging of cereal within a cereal box so you've got one and two there bit of cardboard bit of plastic inside I understand that that might take a while before we get rid of it yeah but 
that like biscuits within a biscuit tin within a biscuit that I that is those simple changes that no one asked for <laughs> no, yeah. that we are doing and it drives me absolutely up the wall do you think it's getting worse then yeah it is because it's very hard to go backwards from from convenience yeah and I think people um it needs a financial incentive so my favourite thing is like you brought your water bottle a keep cup or something like that but yeah. you need uh, most cafes now give 20p off <gasps> Brett you... just started to do 50 pence whoa that's loads that's, that's low. about a well that means you can get a miso soup in there for a pound if you bring in your own mug miso soups but also coffees in general yeah, when you add them up if you get a 50p every day Jess if you get 50p every day mm-hmm. off for 365 days if yeah. you got your coffee every day out and about that's how much insane. is that? that how much is that and it all came off their ceo going on twitter at christmas and saying come on now what can we do about plastic yeah and the environment and they'll give loads of ideas and they're going to look at also in some of their this biggest is prep, isn't it? yeah oh, they listen prep. to the people yes and they one beautiful brilliant use of social media also i mean they're hammering mm-hmm. the crap out of it now and like look what our ceo good though you should be yeah. allowed to like we should celebrate all the good things yeah and um publicize negatively the bad things and then that'll encourage people more the problem with with a lot of um charity things i feel is that people are like um oh it shouldn't do anyone any good you should just do it no yeah. that's not how businesses work no. businesses need an incentive you yeah. need to tell them if you are good i will give you more money and that's yeah. awful that we have to do that but that is how business works you're right i've been looking at skepticism with the big pr campaign behind what pret have done but actually it's amazing yeah i'm going to go back on twitter later today <gasps> And re- which will date when we record yeah. this, and that's fine. And retweet because that is amazing. And also, and I will retweet your retweet and say yes, fifty p off, and that that because also fifty p off and Pret. If you go to Pret all the time, makes yeah. you bring your key cup, which means you have it out and about, which mm-hmm. means you'll bring it into another coffee shop or another coffee shop. Yeah, and that is that that from packaging is a big thing with food for me. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to avoid, and it's it is really hard to avoid. My um, I have a cousin who's feels very strongly about it and she has moved to Australia now actually but mm-hmm. she was looking at where you can buy whole big things with um uh without any packaging on mm-hmm. and there's like one massive depot in Devon in the whole yeah. of the, in the whole of the south half of the UK wow. <laughs> that's insane and everywhere else. so you just have to buy in the biggest bulk that you can yeah you and but then it's also and take your own little bags for loose fruit and veg if you go to bigger and also to together. not um I try and buy Ugly carrots and things yeah. that have been bashed about a bit. They're no less or no good, but I think we, we've become... You know, you know, like with the sex industry, porn has made it look like that's how sex and women look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've put too many like, nice-looking carrots Tesco's made it look on. like that's how yeah. parsnip looks. They've, poured, they've made pornographic carrots, where it's like, oh, they're orange and straight. <laughs> Actually, they should be bendy and curly and weird, and they're the ones that are good for you. So true. They've made, like, you know, it's sexy so apples. Apples shouldn't all look the same, guys. You're going to get more, if anything, nutrients... Yes, from what you think looks like a an apple. Not. Yeah, an apple with difficulties. Yeah. Um, I once, yeah, and this, I think things. I think in terms of packaging, <laughs> it's interesting whether it's get worse or not. But in terms of plastic bags, I think there's obviously mm. that's working. Yes, I, I remember years ago going to a big Tesco's in Lewisham, and um, and the lad behind the counter saying, "Do you want a bag?" And I was like. No, he was automatically putting stuff in a bag, mm. and I said, so that, that stopped. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I said, oh, don't worry about it, actually. I'm going to stick it all in my rucksack. And he went, oh, do you want a medal? In it says, but isn't it nice to think that 
This is the thing, I hate um, anything that can be changed with just a bit of public consciousness. We're all like um, lemons, we'll all follow mm -hmm. the trend. Yeah. And we've all followed quite a lot of negative things, but we can follow positively. And if yeah. there's anything to be found from the last year of negativity, we can make small little conscious changes. And yeah. we people are so capable of making little changes. I read this week, and I've decided to make a change when I run out of my current lot of normal tea bags. That tea bags mm. have got lots of little bits of plastic in. Tea bags have in the bag, yeah. Oh man, and so what to use loose tea or something? Yeah, if you can be bothered. And actually, it sounds really complicated, but in shops, in pound shops, and in shops like Tiger, you can get these like little circular pincer yeah, yeah, tea yeah, holder yeah. things. I also like have a um, a keep cup that has room for loose tea. I'll show you it later. Oh yes, please. Yes, oh yes, great! Yes, yes. So you can just get hot water when you're out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Wow. Yes, Jess. That's yes. really snazzy. I know yeah. you can get like... In fact, I'll get you one. Cafetiers, can't you? Yes, yes. I were, was bullied at university <gasps> because I was brought up by um, a wonderful mum, but who said that word wrong. She used to call it a cafetier. Oh, no. <laughs> and I got Jess. to university saying, all the food stuff I would say wrong, I called it a cafetier. Oh. There's a vegetable called endive, which I... And how do we say that? I'd written, written it down. I called it an endive. Endive? And then you're meant to say it like endive. you're French. Endive. But then, if, if you, it's such a big play the first time you say endive to decide mm. to say it in the French way. <laughs> like, so you're is. right to try endive uh, first. Endive, you know. <laughs> and to go, oh, hello, greengrocer. Could I please have... And on you, it's just such a big risk to your huge risk. I used to say sachet of ketchup. Oh yeah! I thought it was like um, uh, I thought it was like uh, briquette or briquette. Do you guys use briquettes here and briquettes? What's a briquette? It's their bits you throw in the fire. Oh um, yes, we do. Know, I yeah. just I've forgotten that they were called yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lovely word. But in Kildare, I used to call them briquettes. And I was really sneered for using the French because they were like, it's briquettes, you throw briquettes on. Even though they yeah, all yeah. spelled E-T-T-E. I was like, well, you wouldn't call Colette, call it. So why are we not saying briquette? But uh, again, I was sneered for trying to be French. I love it. Yeah, you, you, it's a huge risk, isn't it? Mm. You get to As a teenager. teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Orange, please. Orange. That's an Indian word. If you tried to... It's from Naranha, which I've said very wow. Englishly, because but you're not going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Try that on. Five second rule, yes or no? Uh, like, I stretch it out. Like, I live alone. And I... There'd be very little I would need off the floor, Jess. Good. I don't really... I think, as long as you're a clean enough person in your house, if you drop something on the floor and you're not an elderly person on the brink of death... Or a baby, like you should be able to handle that. The system can handle whatever that's on the floor. You're, you know. Full disclosure: I feed things off the floor to my baby. Yes. Once they Straight can move, off. they're tucking in by yeah. themselves. He you should be able to handle it. I'd say it about five times a day. He's asked the question: What is that in your mouth? <laughs> and it's not something from that day. God, why though? Imagine if they survive bringing up baby babies during Peaky Blinders time. <laughs> Everything that, that known historical that era. known historical I love the documentary Peaky Blinders um, <laughs> and in that so many babies are given stuff that like off your floor is already cleaner than their plates would have been back then yeah so yeah you should be able to survive it I yeah. often think that I don't think I would still be alive if I was born back then like if I, I had like, a cardigan if there's a breeze I'm like oh, I'm gonna die I love that I don't know if it's a documentary or even as a Peaky Blinders themed restaurant that you could go to, but like really oh, yeah, like dirty, Michelin-starred level 
chefs, but having to make filthy Peaky Blinders food with like, you know, they're always making like a mist and stuff like that. You could make a yeah, smog. Yeah, yeah, um, Like the, the smell of like shit buckets. <laughs> and oh, oh, oh. communal toilets in a tenement block. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned Kildare, so let's get into a juicy one. Oh, yeah. Tell me about... Um, Eating and food growing up. Did, were you cooked for? Did you always have enough to eat? Mm-hmm. Were you a fussy kid? I wasn't fussy, but we grew up. I still, to this day, I grew up in a, a single parent family. Uh-huh. And still to this, the freezer was our best friend. Yes. And still to this day, whenever I feel like sick or unwell, i like, oh God, I'd love some of like my mother's food. And some people are like, oh, do you mean like a, a beef and Guinness stew from the old country? And I'm like, no, I mean like anything yellow and breadcrumbs. <laughs> ketchup that's all I want breadcrumbs and ketchup yeah fish fingers fish fingers chicken nuggets from the fridge um, mini pizzas Gino Ginelli two pizzas anything from the freezer roast potatoes from the freezer peas those carrots with the kind of cuts through them like a fork from the freezer crinkle cut carrots crinkle cut carrots Um, anything from the freezer Uh, potato waffles are still one of my favourite foods I love potato waffles my partner Mikey is not into them oh he's a psychopath he's a psychopath (laughs) I think I need to I'll leave him leave him Jess (laughs) you know so here's a tip I put this on Instagram before and it blew people's minds that I made um, potato waffles in the toaster right yes so potato waffles (gasps) turn your toaster up to 6 the max twice down at the maximum heat right and they are perfect and it doesn't take that doesn't each one doesn't take six minutes some people are like oh six means six minutes it doesn't that's just a maximum heat I mean I think not just this podcast but this entire series of podcasts may have just peaked yeah thank you guys in terms (laughs) of hot tip yeah hot (laughs) I'm gonna try that this very week and they're I'm gonna vegan feed that and they're good for yeah. you and they're um uh they're well they're not bad for you and you yeah. can put them with any toppings and they're gluten free. I mean potato this is waffles. insane. Yeah I'm gonna feed a toasted potato waffle to a future podcast guest. <gasps> That's how much I trust you. Twice in the toaster. On r- cranked yeah. up to six. It's cranked up to six and it's done. It's just they're just ready to go. If you people are listening to this on the move, there's gonna be people trying this. Yeah, yeah. Like now. It's such a great evening sack. But so yeah, grew up with very much like it's not like my mother didn't cook, it's just time wise mm. when we were up against it, and I'd say we had the same lunchbox for school for 18 years Perfect. and sometimes I and think, not out of fussiness just convenience no just yeah. that was uh, what, what was my, in it what my mother would do would be take a bread roll from the freezer yeah. half it but like really hack into it with a knife put butter on the frozen it's an ingenious idea actually yeah. put butter on the frozen bread roll then wafer thin ham oh. and then put it in the lunchbox and by lunchtime at school it would have been defrosted I'm going to blow your mind but did you know that Sarah Pascoe's mum did exactly <gasps> the same thing. No! But she would only get them out of the freezer that morning. Yeah, that's what my mother did that morning. And sometimes her and her sister had to sit on their tuna sandwiches to defrost oh, them enough no. to eat them by lunchtime. I Incredible. wonder, is there a whole thing about food for, like, just single parenting? Yeah. Like, what, what are your corners to cut for single yeah. parenting? But also, I mean, I've got a two-year-old and I've got this all to come and I'm kind of thinking, this stuff's... I mean, to me, this is... Just as good as the waffle in the toaster. Yeah, it's not unhealthy. <laughs> we weren't uh, fed I mean, like Kit Kats. You're two of the healthiest women I know. Yeah, and we, like, I don't eat meat anymore. Yeah. But, like, at the time, it was absolutely grand. As I grew yeah, older, yeah, yeah. two bread rolls, don't worry about it. Yeah. 
Um, but it was a really good way of like slowly defrosting. No waste because all the bread was in the freezer. Yeah. I couldn't believe that people in general kept... I remember someone saying to me, let hey guys, go off. Yeah, let yeah. doesn't put bread in the freezer. I, it's my greatest sadness is food waste. I think yeah. it's the biggest... Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Conversion of the Hunger Games in real life that we have, yeah. that we get to throw food in the bin and plastic in the bin which washes up on the shores of developing countries when they have nothing like we're so we're such fatted calves yeah and that we don't learn to not waste food and cook and i i, I think every kid should learn to cook when they're a kid yeah well also we're probably within maybe the second generation you and i where mm. boys would be shown that at all yes that's so true um maybe the second generally yes. there'd always be exceptions maybe like, the second generation as well who um there's enough food to throw away yeah that you can even if you're even if you don't have much money and i, I don't mean obviously if you're uh, very much in the breadline here but generally if you don't have much money you could still afford to like buy a packet of crisps and throw away some of those crisps or yeah. like the food isn't in your house you can go and grab it in shops and then if yeah. you don't like it throw it in the bin yeah like we're probably only like our our parents as kids probably wouldn't have done that post-war isn't it yeah. baby boomers yeah. becoming teenagers maybe yeah. they've got to have that excess or, yeah. and, and to get to really overeat if you want mm. I guess that's all fascinating so we used to taught how to cook as a kid at school yeah, at home. taught Taught at home? No, there was either art or home economics, and I did art. Good for you. But I love, yeah, I like picked art. <laughs> what did you do? I did home economics, and I don't think we had to choose between those two. But I don't know. You've just given me a flashback to like I remember admitting that because we got taught home economics from really from quite young, from about I think from nine. <gasps> wow, that's great. Um, but our first classes, the first class was how to make a cup of tea. 
Oh. Not a posh cup of tea. Yeah. Just had to put a bag in a cup. I just remember thinking, I'm going to smash this class. Yeah. And the next week, the whole hour was spent making toast. Yeah. I mean, though, so when you see bottles. the amount of... Like, we, we are both... So myself and Jess are both... We love cooking. We like mm-hmm. recipes. We like trying bits and bobs. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm the world's best cook, but that's why I love it. Yeah. Because it's something I can just have for myself and be happy about. I'm not trying to enter MasterChef. No. And I really love it. But when I see how behind so many of my friends who are the same age as me, 21, <laughs> and how, how they don't know how to make anything, yeah. you think, yeah, we should all start with a cup of tea, toast. From toast, if you get the idea of bread, what could you, how could you make a sandwich and, you know, build up these, these yeah. little skills and things. And then take pride in it, I think. Yeah. Because there's a sort of element, um, I think there's an element with cooking of that does come from... You see it on cookery programmes and stuff mm-hmm. they talk about it being an art or something emotionally involved. Mm. And there is. Like, I've definitely cooked in a bad place, mood-wise, mm. and it's been... It's turned out yeah. rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, generally... So I think there's an element of creativity and emotional mm. input with cookery that some people, if you don't get that... Have that buzz from cooking, don't then care enough about it to learn any technical side yes. of it or do any investigation into mm. it. Um, but I think that... You need again. It comes down to how young you're shown anything ever, and whether those seeds. Are the, if you if you've had someone to watch who gets that buzz, yeah. Either you know any any uh, adult mm. when you were younger, you know, in school or whatever or wherever, then that's an easier. My mother still you. does like seven recipes. When she first got married, she was um, a jockey who like did not know how to cook and she'd married this vet that she was a jockey yeah and just a jockey and a horse vet living (laughs) together and someone sent her on a course but they didn't send her like she couldn't boil an egg yeah and they didn't send her on a boil an egg course like you went on (laughs) with a nine-year-old a little nine-year-old she went on a cordon bleu course (gasps) so often mommy would have made these things and people would come home with daddy and they'd be like oh my god you have some wife there and she'd have made like a cucumber mousse, you know, it was the 80s. Yeah. And they were like, no, she can't boil an egg. She just knows how to do a cucumber mousse and like a salmon roulade. <laughs> but she didn't actually know how to do the really basic things. But she'd learned these like eight recipes, which she still does. That's incredible. That's mm. incredible. That, and we still have so many jelly moulds of like really not like prawn cocktail types of thing. Like the, what she makes has all been really 80s yeah. inspired from that time. But also though, like she, she taught me the basics of cooking but I still, like Ireland in the 1980s and 90s, until the money came into Ireland, there was no, there was no, I didn't have pasta or spaghetti till I was about 15. And, wow. Or rice. Okay. Like I didn't know what it was. I yeah. didn't, we hadn't really had pizzas other than like out of the freezer. But we never had like a fresh pizza. They were just yeah. freezer things. And like I remember when they came in, bagel bites they were these mini pizzas and they were like New York style. And we we're like, oh, in New York Whoa. do they have these? And like we didn't, we weren't exposed to other cultures. Like even she'd make um, mince, mince on potatoes. But like the mince had garlic salt in it. But we never knew there was fresh garlic. Like we didn't know what fresh garlic was. Amazing. So we knew how to like chop onions and stuff like that and assemble food. But it was really only me going to university and living in Dublin right. during the, the Celtic Tiger. Right. It was two years after I graduated from university and moved to London before the kind of bucket fell out of the country. Yeah. The bottom fell out of the bucket rather of the country. And through all that time, 
all of a sudden, through my era, when I was 18, 19, 20 in Dublin, sushi came in, paninis. There had never been, every Tom, Dick and Harry had a panini machine suddenly. Pasta restaurants, <laughs> um, rice, like people in Dublin couldn't believe I'd never had a kebab. And in my town, there was um, a chipper called Abra Kebabra. Nice. And it didn't do kebabs. It just did chicken and chips. And I didn't, but we didn't even know because there'd be no market for foreign food. Yeah. So like we, there was one Chinese in Kildare and that was the like, that was a, the new big thing, like yeah. a Chinese restaurant. But we didn't know, even try, everyone just got sweet and sour chicken. Yeah. Sweet and sour chicken or sweet and sour chicken balls. Yeah. Which is like the number one selling thing in Ireland is sweet and sour chicken balls. Amazing. Um, so just, just in terms of influence, it was like, at least I had the basics so then when I learned other stuff, you can always add, if you know how to like chop an onion and fry, yeah. you can basically work out cooking most other things. Yeah, definitely. Oh God, that's so fascinating. I grew up in a little town as well and we had, a, we were lucky in that we had a Chinese and an Indian takeaway, but you know, now I realise that they were awful yeah. and overpriced. Yeah. And, so so rubbish because of no competition for miles yeah and, miles and you didn't know anything else we loved it yeah um your british palate was like screaming for flavor yeah oh and i and that thing with the pasta and stuff yeah i remember friends had a cleaner mm-hmm. this is probably one of the most privileged stories i've ever <laughs> Who they loved to bits and was always saying brilliant things like um, after 9-11 she took my friend's boyfriend aside and said, you're about all those people in New York trapped under all that rubble. <laughs> they said, yeah. And she went, I wouldn't like that, would you? <laughs> but, um, she also said to him once, in all the conversations with my friend's <laughs> now ex-boyfriend, she once said to him, do you like foreign food? And he said, yeah, I love it, actually. Yeah, and she went, I don't mind the odd stir fry, but I don't get on with that pasta. <laughs> and we were just so sort of snobbishly on our little And of course, like, you know. Yeah, I think now like now we're so, we've got access to so, so many foods. Much. You get, a, I think, especially if you live in a big city. How long have you been living in London for? Mm, since I was 18. Long yeah, time. okay. Because I've been here 11 years. Yeah. So... Bonkers, really. You forget yeah, the rest of the access yeah. to. Mm. On the walk here, because I know there's a supermarket en route to you, I came on a route I knew that I could pass um, a shop that does some of the best vegan cheese and pick that up. And I know that there's like a tiny... Planet Organic. That I didn't... No, I just went... Just, I just really like the Tesco's. The Tesco kind of vegan cheese one. and they yeah. just do it it's in Tesco. Yeah. yeah, just in the Tesco one. You one. see, it's, it's only in the last six months... That you see those products be everywhere now. Yeah. That there's a market again. Well, I think they're all the businesses have to know. Yeah. as well and stuff like that. And but again, if they cash in, they're cashing yeah. in for an ultimately right. good thing. Say scrum diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Oh, we've touched on so many things that I want to expand on. It's mm. tricky to choose where to go. Um, I remember um, when I was at uh, Trinity in Dublin. Yeah, it, it's a really beautiful university, uh, full of cobblestones and really Irish. It's where the Book of Kells is. And I remember this I place it. called Aya. It's so it's really lovely, and loads of tourists wander around. Mm-hmm. As students, we were always there. You know, just Americans are coming. Oh my god, you guys Irish! That's so cute. And I remember one time a, a load of Japanese tourists turning up. 
and kind of taking pictures of all the quaint Irish things. <laughs> and we went down to Aya, which is this newly opened sushi restaurant that were doing really low deals for students for sushi, just to kind of Sweet. get us used to what sushi was yeah. and we were all sitting around eating sushi and they looked so disappointed that they come all the way to Ireland <laughs> to see this these Irish students sitting around eating sushi with chopsticks eating anything other than potatoes yeah exactly <laughs> which can I just say I do love potatoes who really doesn't love potatoes no my friend Sam his, because his, well, his mother is Irish mm. and she made them eat so many potatoes as kids and also couldn't cook so all he remembers oh, is like water no. potatoes oh, no. non-stop and he really hates potatoes like even right. chips even chips Jess yeah he hates chips I know poor Sam I sent him a potato in the post actually as a joke <laughs> that would be funny he's got a funny side of it but it's <laughs> I know that you love cooking mm-hmm. because you are a lovely host and stuff and we've touched on that so um also, though, I think of you as being quite a brave and experimental food person because we lived together one Edinburgh festival, mm. and I learned all sorts from like that. You from you, I learned that you can you can sort of cook fish in a really healthy way just in lime juice. Yes, you that's taught me that. That is what um, ceviche ceviche is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there we go. Another ceviche. Yeah, no, ceviche is one of my favourite things, and it's per- the Peruvian way of cooking fish. And they oh, wow. use lime juice or this thing, which, and I don't know what it is called tiger's milk. It's not tiger's milk. Yeah, but um, I think it's some kind of acid based. Most things like fish and prawns, you can cook and you can cook with acid. That's why you should never leave them like in the salad for too long unless you're about to eat them because it cooks yeah. it. Nice. Like salmon, you can just cook. So what, on that in. note, then what what's and I know that you get to try things sometimes with work for TV jobs and stuff. So what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? What's the weirdest thing I've ever eaten? Like what what's hard but hard now is I eat less weird things. Well, to to me, anyways, because I don't eat meat anymore. Right. I still eat loads of fish. Right. But I don't eat. You know the way there's like all sorts of like bits of animals that you could eat over the sure. years. I was in Malaysia doing a job two years ago now, and that was really uh, because they have so much street food. Right. And a bit of me was still a bit Londony, going, "Oh my god, is it safe?" But I remember <laughs> they like. We're just grilling these fish on sticks. And it's not that weird, but just to decide to yeah. go up to someone, uh, you know, uh, on a really grubby old street and pick up kind of bits of fish on a stick yeah. and go, yeah, I'm just going to eat this like an ice cream yeah. off a stick. Yeah. It was quite, I was like, yeah, I'm going for it. I'm Did doing it. it. But yeah. And it was, was it delicious? It was very nice. Maybe not delicious. He was <laughs> clearly doing a lot of them. Right. If you know what I mean. <laughs> what is the, weir- the weirdest thing I've eaten? I don't know. I'm trying to think. I don't, and this isn't really weird. This is not. I don't like say salted caramel chocolate. When they put salt and sugar together, sometimes I'm like jizz. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about it that always makes me think, yeah, yeah, not into it. Uh, coconut water, I don't really like. Oh, I stick it in things. Out. Plain coconut I love water, coconut milk. And yes, I, I mean they'll be. Yeah, and I, I stick mean, it into other things, but I it, it's just on its own. Dujis as well. I feel. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I a, put yeah, that together. Yeah. I was thinking more armpit. No, there's, well, it, there's bodily armpit. fluid it's, about it. Probably, maybe like nutsack sweat. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's all connected. Maybe, maybe the it's whole. All connected. Yeah. Because once you're down there, you're down there for the so and you cook for people a lot what would you give yourself out of 10 and have you ever 
cooked to someone and it's been a disaster. Oh, toast disaster. I'm not great at recipes. Oh, right. So, so do you love making it up? I, lo- I love, look like, as you can see behind you, I've got loads right. of cookery books. But Ooh. what I do is I scan them, then get the vibes. Yes. But my sister always turns out lovely things because she gets all the stuff on the recipe. And yeah. I'm really... I'm really resentful that I'm not more like that. Right. Um, like one time I tried, I had a, I decided I was going to make more bread and I got a bread maker and to make, um, uh, and I was like, I'm going to stick to the recipe and to make it, you needed a vitamin C tablet for absorbic oh, yeah. acid. So you put all the things in order and I just had forgotten to get a vitamin C tablet. So I diluted a Barocca and threw it in <laughs> and it just made this fizzy orange bread that was a disgrace and of course didn't have anything in it that needed to rise and it was really or I tried to make pho pho soup you know pho 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 soup because I went and I did like a little um, two hour class inside in London on how to make Asian food because it's so far away from what would be in my store cupboard in general and I again didn't do it there's an order of things you only put in when you're ready to eat with it. Yeah. And I put it all into the thing at once, including the noodles, and made... I Again, I rarely throw food out, but this all okay. went... Oh, it was really <laughs> dire. And, and, and too much fish sauce. Can you imagine, like, fish, oh, oh, oh. fermented limes. Oh, oh. Yeah, it was a real, a real um, doozy. I feel like one of the biggest kind of, like, constant challenges in my life is trying to find that happy medium between you and your sister in terms of like I love nothing more than sitting and flicking through a recipe book like this time of year mm. the new year because I always get mm. one or two for Christmas yeah and new ones yeah and like just flicking through and getting ideas and stuff and I I'm one extreme or the other I'm mm-hmm. getting stuff together at the moment for something to cook tomorrow night mm-hmm. and there's I need galangal paste oh I've heard and of I know that. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 that it's like, oh, and I feel like it's cuisine. upsetting me in my OCD. It's really hurting me in the autism. And I'm not going to make it unless I can find that place. I mean, yeah. Maybe I will. Like, I need to relax a bit. I need to go a bit further. No, I do think, I, I, I think actually you're on the right track. Because I wish I was a bit more like that. Like, if you're going to make something. Well, for something like bread, I think there's like a chemistry. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll so. see the chemistry with my bread did not make it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I think I didn't weigh everything the right. I'm bad for... I'll throw a bit of that there's a bit of a banana going on banana <laughs> yeah. but I think especially if you're trying to make some the problem is and it's hard when you're an anti-waste person yeah. going galangalal paste well I'm not going to be using that all the time <laughs> it's fun to say so galangalal we've made it sound like a popular dance has food ever made you really ill? Yes, I went to, um, uh, myself and my ex went to Brighton for Valentine's. Oh, he was it's in charge always of the when hotel. it's romantic. Oh, my, 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 oh. went, to Va- went to Brighton for Valentine's. He was in charge of getting the hotel. I would do the dinner part and right. that was fair enough. He booked us into Hotel du Vin, which is really posh and nice. Like proper, like everything that wasn't nailed down in the hotel I brought back to London. <laughs> and then I booked us into a seafood restaurant thinking by the sea with a view, lovely. Yeah. But when we got to it that evening, February 14th, it was like uh, there were a lot of elderly people there and I said well that's good because they must know where the good stuff is because they live in Brighton so they're good and I love seafood and we both loved oysters and we went into this place and there was a real kebab lighting to the whole thing we ploughed ahead thinking well at least you know they're locals they would hardly give us bad oysters and we had oysters and then some seafood 
And then that night, and it was still night time, so we went back. And then just the next morning, we were going to stay an extra night. And we were both like, oh, God, I feel a bit, just feel a bit shivery. I feel a bit, feel a bit headache. Do you feel a bit, and he was like, yeah, 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 I feel a bit, don't feel great. I was like, would we just go back tonight? And I think we both knew that there was a probably two hours before we both needed to be in separate houses oh. to go back tonight. Oh. It lasted 48 hours out oh both sides. Oh The front and the back. No, because it was very obvious what it was and there was right. nothing you could do. Yeah. But it both, the the bottom and the top. Oh. Out. Thank God we got back to London. I remember thinking, oh, we were at like Paddington or something like that and we went, okay, bye, we'll have you run him and then like legged it back. <laughs> and he legged it back to no. his and thank God nothing happened at the hotel. Yeah, it was, it was, so. And can you eat still eat oysters? Yeah, love them. Absolutely yes! Love them. Oh, good. Oh, top It's all about where you get them. Yeah, I yeah. still, I love them so well, much. One of my favourite friends who got sick like that from oysters and now can't go near any shellfish. Oh, really? Which was he allergic or was it like they were off? Well, who knows, actually, because I think you can develop an allergy at any point in life, can't you? And he got <gasps> can really you? ill. I think some allergies you can, for sure. He... Maybe you can't. Maybe that's only airborne things. I mean, mm. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. I'm Good, not Doctor Jess. Doc- yeah, Foster Q. <laughs> There's that be Doctor Foster Spinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he then tried to have them again a year later, and it was like that. That poisoning had given him an allergy. Or the poisoning. Oh he couldn't, yeah. But whether it was psychosomatic or what, but he couldn't go back. I love oysters so much. Oh my god, I love just. I remember and, oh, and I when them. people hate them. They hate yes, them. Yes, yes. I remember really almost losing so a friend walking through Borough Market and being like, I'm just going to get an oyster with a squeeze of lemon and dash of Tabasco. Oh, just and like, some of the chopped oh. onion bits. In. <gasps> oh. There's this place in Dublin, Temple Bar, uh, that my, my ex and I used to go to. Uh, he wasn't my ex at the time, it was my boyfriend. Sure. We didn't like, go to talk it's about just, it, yeah. what all went wrong <laughs> over an oyster. <laughs> but it was this guy from Cork where the best oysters come from. And he would bring them up, he'd catch them that morning bring them to Dublin and it was in an open food market yeah. and you'd sit down he'd give you two slices of brown bread white wine and six oysters for like 12 euro <gasps> and it was like you're sitting around oh. and oh it was the best thing in the world is it still there? yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah. in Temple Bar please. in Dublin oh we're going we're going it's, it, oh another place that does it is down in Spitfield Markets which was probably oh, the really? that we'll go to yeah um, right. uh, and it's uh, delicious get in you spoke a bit about like environmental ethicsy stuff. So where do you stand mm-hmm. on like veganism and stuff like that? And and I've got a theory that I'm going to see what you think of. Oh, yes. Please. I just thought of it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, a, a brand new theory, yeah. Dr. Foster Q. Um, I believe that we can all do more. I'm a pescatarian, so I do eat fish and I eat yeah. some dairy. Uh, I try and make it all. Also, I feel like I've got enough money to buy things that are... Um, organic and um, yeah. cruelty free yeah. or sustainable at least yeah. and if I have enough money why wouldn't I do that I often don't understand when people get to a certain stage of life um, that why they don't do yeah. more or like why why you still maybe shop in Primark where the clothes aren't made by people who are paid fairly if you have lots of money so I often think like that in, in general. I'm kind of like, at least do things where your workers are paid better. Um, in terms of... I think you have a beautiful sounding kettle, by the way. That sounds so nice. It sounds so nice. Yeah. So, um, uh, there we go. Um, Thanks, Danny. Uh, so in terms of ethics, I come from a farming background. Nice. My grandfather was um, one of the founders of the Farmers Association in Ireland. And so I come from... 
uh, and also because my mother is a jockey, yeah. I come from a family that loves animals and but farms animals, yeah. uses yeah. animals for sport, meat eating, so meat eating. loving animals, yes, pro farming, yeah, pro farming, but complicated in that like. My mother is a jockey. A lot of people believe mm-hmm. that the horses are badly treated when they're, but they're not. They're so loved. They are mm-hmm. so loved and well looked after. But also, some people would say the same thing about farming and killing animals for food. But I don't know. I don't know anyone who loves horses more than people who ride them. Yes, exactly. But I just don't. We don't need to eat. It's it's the West destroying the developing world. Mm-hmm. In the world we live in, we don't need to eat as much meat as we do. It's, we don't need it three times a day. I, and it's, have, it is just killing the planet. Yeah. And I've, that's my view. Yeah, I have exactly the same view in the sense that I I don't... I'm veganish. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in... I don't have a problem with carnivorousness mm. or farming, per mm-hmm. se. It's just the scale of it. Yeah, the scale um, of it's gone a bit more. In fact, I'm kind of actively looking for something, a nice article that sums up my mum was saying my mum has tried so hard is trying so hard mm-hmm. to get her around my veganishness mm-hmm. and she just she said just this week I get it about meat and I get it mm-hmm. um, you know about like the quality of things but I don't understand why you can't have dairy and I was like oh mum in a way it's worse yeah yeah fish. yeah dairy um, can be in terms yeah. of what the industry looks yeah. like to produce yeah. the amount yeah. that you're eating yeah not and how much of it is thrown she's away not, no we all are yeah. and um, yeah but I kind of I, I think a documentary would be a step too far with her I'm on, if I find it I'll say on the podcast and I'll put a link um, but I need a good Guardian article or something that will sway so you her think, you don't think she'd watch a, a documentary on it no it's, it's one of those things I think we're all slowly she'd read, coming around. She'd read like 10 articles oh really yeah yeah we're all, we're killing the planet, basically. And I'm not good at articulating. And we have it in our why. power to stop it. We have it in our power, especially in our moneyed world, mm. to stop it. Couldn't agree more. Or my theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know if you found this. I've found that since I've stopped eating meat, or gone to very extremely rare mm-hmm. circumstances where I will, I don't look at it in the same way, and I look at it now, and that happened quite mm. quickly. I shocked yeah. myself, because yeah. it happened quite quickly. I'd look at it and go, oh. No thanks. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think maybe... It's to do with how we're becoming more... I mean, it's just a theory. So we're becoming more squeamish, and I mean that in a positive way. So whereas we used to take our kids out to watch a hanging. Yeah, yeah, And we lived in a more brutal way. We died, we had Mm. diseases more, like Peaky Blinders documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things were... We were way less kind of like shocked by gore and horror and death. Mm. And now we've come so far down the line that we are, yeah. As a rule, most people, and, mm. and now we're in a place where most people only eat meat that doesn't look like meat. Yes, they don't want to um, see the process. They don't want to no, go into a butcher. They don't, don't want to face even, it. You know, even if you go to a dirty chicken shop, a mat, you yeah, know, they want side breast where it doesn't look. Like meat, you know, they just yeah, they don't actually want to look mm. at carcass. So I then you know. think, why are we bothering eating meat if it's so destructive? But do you if... think that means a planty future? Yes, hopefully. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you one mm-hmm. big last 
the end question. Well, this is this is like mm. desert island dinners. Mm. So here's this for you. Here's the situation. Mm-hmm. Someone sets up a museum to house all the surviving handwritten documents in the whole world before we go fully digital. And you catch some paid psychos trying to burn it down, and you take them all out. But it's exhausting. You do it um, to do it. You have to do fighting, nunchucks, jumping, running, squats, planks, slapping. But it's done. You've saved the day. The only solid evidence of the history of mankind is also saved by you. You're a wreck, you're frazzled, but it's done, and you're a hero. A sweaty, proud hero. Now that's over and you've calmed down a bit, you can go wherever you want, with whoever you want, fictional or dead if you like, and eat whatever you want. Oh, it sounds... Where are you going, who with, and what are you having? It sounds really mad. One of my favourite meals is breakfast. Nice. Brunch. Great. I think um, I think I go for brunch because I did all that overnight as well. Yes. Now, luckily after that, I just had time for a quick nap. Perfect. Because I actually yeah. find not sleeping worse than being hungry. Like I, if I ha- if I need a nap, Jess, yeah. I just take a quick nap. Perfect. Enough to like get me excited, maybe two hours. Good, good. And then and maybe have a shower, Lovely. and then it's time for brunch. <gasps> I will go for brunch. It's it's actually warm outside. Lovely. And I will go for brunch at a restaurant that does not exist, but is kind of got squashy couches. Oh, outside. Outside, it's got squashy couches because it's like a vintagey place. Nice. And you can sit. I love being able to put my feet up on a couch. Ooh. And um, they'll bring me a load of berries, maybe, <laughs> to start. Mm. But then potato waffles. With eggs yes. and loads poached. of like poached Scrambly. eggs on top, <gasps> and loads of tomatoes and greens, mm. and a big cup of tea, oh. and then um, just builders tea or a clever tea. I think a green Slightly tea because I'm eating so oh, much. Okay, but I will right, be yeah, having yeah, yeah. a regular cup of tea afterwards for dessert, mm. and um, <laughs> I'm with maybe the lover that I've taken of late. Perfect, and. Um, and neither of us feel like saying anything and we're in a very comfortable silence. Yeah. And we, we've well, always basking been in your glory. Basking in my glory of what just, I've done. You've just basically said And they haven't given, they've given us the newspapers, but none of the news bits, just the magazine bits. <laughs> just and the so, recipes. Just the recipes yeah. and the interviews with celebs. Great. And so we don't have to tax ourselves with, it has Brexit being fixed, but how did it take a hundred years to fix it? Um, <laughs> And then after that, we have a little bit of a, a digestion time. Yeah. And then they bring us over chocolate mousses <gasps> with um, crispy biscuity bits in mm. it. Uh, so there's the texture of mousse plus crispy bits. Oh, but no salted caramel. No salted caramel, thank you. And on top is a Ferrero Rocher. Oh, With in. a cup of tea. Oh. And I think I'd be, I think that would do me grand. God. That as you've made me, even though I'm full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. really. That, that is my nice water, as you were describing. Yeah, because I don't Fantastic. think I'd want. I, I think to celebrate. I don't think I'd really want so many loads of fast food and feel yeah. kind of well afterwards. I think I'd want something that kind of roughly healthy and squashy to Yeah. Oh, I think we're done. Thank you so much. <gasps> Thank you so much, Jess. Thanks so much to Ashling B. For more from her, she's in Hard Sun on iPlayer right now doing the acting. And in the stand-up, she's recording a Netflix special in America, 
as I speak. So look out for that. Bound to be spectacular. And she's on Twitter. I'm sure you already know that. But she's on Twitter. If you didn't know, she's at we miss B. I'm Jessica Foster Q. If you're listening to this before May the 4th, then I'm on tour with my show, The Silence of the Nans. More details on my Twitter, at Jessica Foster Q. Please get in touch with the podcast. You can email us through my website, jessicafosterq.com. If you've enjoyed this, please rate and review it kindly and tell your friends. Follow us on all social media. It's at The Hoovering Pod on Twitter, Instagram, all of that shiz. Music by the wonderful Mike Greenway. Until next time, happy hoovering. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.